What is up, Degenerates? We are in week 12. Two more weeks until the playoff time. Happy Thanksgiving to all you Americans and uh, the rest of you. Celebrate our holiday anyways. We get good food, good friends, family, and uh, extra football on Thursdays. So I'm joined this week by my co-host, Mr. Ben Steffen, the rock star himself. Ben, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. And uh, yeah, definitely uh, we enjoy... Uh, your American Thanksgiving up here in Canada uh, for we get some sales and then also uh, yeah football all day on Thursday is beautiful um, I'm very excited for tomorrow to uh, at lunchtime toss on toss the games on at my desk and uh, do nothing for the rest of that afternoon that sounds like we most Sundays <laughs> so we're also joined by uh, guest Friend of the show, uh, member of one of Sergeant Rock's leagues, Mr. Kendall Vanderbilt. Kendall, how you doing today? Doing good, Steve. Happy to be here. Loving the uh, the, the holiday time. Getting to watch football in the middle of the day. It's uh, it's going to be a great next couple of days. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm very excited as well. I will be at work tomorrow, uh, manning the uh, manning the shop, and at 12:30, I will be also watching a little bit of football. So, happy holidays to everybody. Uh, get out, do your shopping on Friday, and uh, or shop from home. That's what I like to do. So, as we've alluded to, we've got three games on Thursday for Thanksgiving. Uh, we've got a 12.30 game, 4.30, and 8.20. So, we're going to talk about those a little later in the show. Um, so, we'll get started tonight with uh, some breaking news. There's actually a few different things that have happened so far this week. Breaking news. So, breaking news. Uh, Daryl Henderson was released yesterday, surprisingly, for I think a lot of people in the fantasy community or just NFL in general. And then today he was signed in Jacksonville by the Jaguars. Ben, what do you think this means for Henderson? And obviously, I don't think it's going to have a ton of uh, effect on ETN this week, but do you think it will affect? his touches and snap share going forward, maybe probably going into next week. Um, I mean, it's kind of surprising the, the release that he was the one that they cut versus getting rid of acres. It was kind of strange, but uh, as far as it goes with Henderson and Jacksonville, um, I don't think it's going to change a whole lot for ETN. Definitely not this week, but even going forward, they seem to be pretty committed to using him and getting his usage up. Uh, Henderson just kind of steals away from the rest of the, that backfield. But I mean, let's let's face it. And I was saying this to somebody in one of the other leagues who was, "Oh, Henderson, I can't believe they did this. He was doing so well. He's not. He's had one game over fifty yards this year. No, so, he hasn't been fast, fantastic, but he hasn't been a headache like the other guy. No, he definitely hasn't. But Acres is only what in his third year on a on a five year deal, well, four year plus the option, so they can trade him in the off season to another team if they need to and get more draft capital than I think what they were going to be able to get out of Henderson. Maybe they tried their asses off to trade him during the trade deadline, but nobody wanted him. No, but things change in the off season. You know what I mean? He was, he was disgruntled. He was vocal. He comes back now and he plays. Does it cause problems in the locker room? Teams are going to forget about, you know, Oh, they're going to forget about the drama. And say, oh, he's changed. He's back. He's playing. Let's give him another shot. Let's see what we can get him for. You know what I mean? And, and 
free agency changes things a lot for some of these teams. So, uh, Kendall, what do you think about the Henderson release and then resign? Well, it was a surprise. I think just about everyone was wondering the same thing. Like there was no obvious narrative. So we all started looking online, trying to see if it was a contract situation or something like that. I think my, my biggest takeaway is, is this just like the season's lost? Uh, we'll, we'll get into more injuries down, down, the, down the road there. But Stafford, yeah, it's not looking good for him. So maybe this is just a, a cleaning of the slate. Let's let's give Cam and Kyron the room. Let's let's let them figure it out, and um, let's just let's not do that at the expense of Daryl when he's just going to sit there, not a part of their future. It'll be a bad look. It'll be an ugly look for an organization that's been ugly enough. Um, that's that's kind of the sense I I put into it. So time will tell. Yeah, we'll definitely see. Um, it was it was a surprise and. Only Sean McVay really knows the answer to that. Uh, somebody that we do know the answer to and why he was cut. Melvin Gordon was also released on Monday. Um, I believe I saw on Twitter that after the game, he was uh, playing some band music in the locker room. And <laughs> it was very quickly that they got rid of him uh, first thing Monday morning. Uh, Kendall, what do you think about Melvin Gordon? and the Broncos' run game at this point. What does it mean now for Marlon Mack? Well, uh, it means a lot of people are going to have to deal with the Marlon Mack memes coming back. How does this affect Marlon Mack, right? I, I don't think it does much for him, to be honest. Uh, that team has so many other uh, issues going on that, I mean, I think Mack's going to see the field a little bit, but I think Latavius has fresh legs. He He's, he's looked pretty good. Um so I, I think that's probably what they're going to lean on for Gordon. I, I think he's washed. Uh, he just doesn't, he didn't look like the same, the same player. Um, I'm sure he'll probably get signed to something kind of small, but I, I think he's, he's pretty irrelevant. And I mean, right now I think a running game for a, for a team that's not so good is kind of irrelevant to not seeing much on Marlon Mack. But I, I do think the interesting thing was it was how, how did, did you wait long enough for the fab dump on, uh, on Latavius? Cause that offense turns up a little bit and he's the only show in town. I mean, he's, uh, he's going to be quite the waiver wire pickup. Uh, I know he was pricey. So I think he's got, uh, he's going to be a solid RB rest season. So I've actually been holding him in, in a lot of places, oddly enough, um, just because I, I've had to start him in a couple of spots a week here, a week there. And when he went to Denver, I figured, well, Gordon's Gordon. We'll see what happens. I mean, he, he played the one game for Minnesota and London, put up 13 points, uh, had the next week off because he got traded and then uh, or signed by the other team. And then he's had two games at seven points or seven and a half points, but then he's had three games over 10. So, And the snap percentage is still only around 50%. So somebody else is going to get worked into that offense. Uh, he's been able to get into the end zone three out of five games in Denver. So, and he's getting some passing down work. Ben, what are your thoughts on uh, Gordon and the Broncos backfield? Uh, yeah, I agree with, uh, with Kendall there that Melvin Gordon's definitely washed. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't end up somewhere this season. Um, maybe an off season signing for a team that needs some depth or get some competition in their running back room. But otherwise I think he's pretty much done. Um, fumble issues. Well, just not being very productive. Um, and then for the, yeah, I think it's a Latavius Murray show in Denver. Um, still not a very exciting off offense. 
probably out on most of it, but I have a couple of leagues where like redraft leagues where I had some injuries, um, some that we'll talk about coming up that have killed me. And he was a, he was a pickup that I've made or a trade uh, candidate for me that I didn't have to spend too much on um, to get a nice little fill in a guy that, you know, is going to start. Uh, that's kind of where I'm looking at with, uh, with Murray. Yeah, that's, I, I'm actually starting him in a few places this week because it's a favorable matchup, but I agree with you. I don't think Gordon gets signed anywhere. I think his career is over. Uh, I think that was probably the last straw, unless somebody gets absolutely devastated by, you know, injury in their, in the playoffs or something like this. I, I would be surprised if it gets signed by, in, by anybody and gets any type of significant role. Uh, ball control is just, it's just not there for him. He, he, he looks like he's lost a little bit and just has not been impressive at all this year. So speaking about not impressive at all, uh, we're going to move on to Sam Darnold is off of the injury report and has been named the starter for week 12 for Ben's Carolina Panthers. What, just when you thought it was safe to start watching the Panthers, um, they go and, and bring Sam Donald out. So what do you think this means for the Panthers and uh, everybody's sweetheart, DJ Moore? I was going to say, I think that's the only guy with a chance that this could be good for. Um, PJ Walker doesn't throw the ball enough. Uh, Baker throws the ball to the other team and also does not look at DJ for some reason, um, where Sam seemed to really enjoy having like when he had CMC last year, he peppered him. Like, so he likes to go to his main target, his safety target. And DJ did do decently well with Santana last year. Um, I'm hoping that starts again. Um, I've had some people ask me or basically laugh at the Panthers for starting Sam Darnold, but what's your other choices? Like best of the three, right? Like, is he though? I don't know, but you got to find out. He's, he's the best of the three at this point. Baker doesn't like throwing to good wide receivers. He, he's made that evident in Cleveland. And again, here, uh, PJ Walker uh, doesn't like to throw. Yeah. Both Baker and PJ Walker have the same number of touchdowns as they do interceptions and then baker has like six fumbles i mean only one loss but like still putting the ball on the ground a lot doesn't move the ball forward um hopefully this is better i mean sam did decent last year at the start of the season with a weak schedule and i mean we don't have that toughest schedule for the rest of the season and the o-line is better than sam had last year so i mean you can be optimistic but i i don't know so as you alluded to um Sam Donald likes to dump off. Which of the two running backs is going to be the, the one you want to start at this point? It's Ben Foreman because they've been running the ball. Yeah. But is it going to be, you know, he's still only getting 60, 60 some percent of the snap share. So do you have interest in Hubbard at this point, you know, getting those dump off passes? Because he's still been getting 40% of the work and he's been getting, th- you know, th- three averaging three targets a game when he's out there. He hasn't looked great though. Like he hasn't been able to bust it. He hasn't been able to do anything when he has the ball. I'd be more looking at, they might be trying to get LaVisca Chanel involved a bit more. And that Mm -hmm. might be the dump off target for Sam, like throwing screens, like throwing those dump offs to him. They've had success with that. And he's busted two really big touchdowns and a few other big yard. Like when he does get the shot. Um, But I'm really hoping that it's just, the DJ show is where it should be. Um, but we'll see. 
Yeah, I think so. Um, Kendall, what do you think about Carolina and the effect that Donald is going to have on this offense? Ooh, this, so this is an interesting one for me, right? So in, in one of my main dynasty leagues, I am, I'm currently rostering seven quarterbacks, put it that way. And uh, almost 50% of my quarterbacks are on the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I don't know how this happened. I drafted Darnold and then bad things happened. And so I kept picking up every backup just to have something locked up. It's a, it's a, it's a super flex. So uh, I've been following this one closely and uh, it's just been crazy that I have three quarterbacks in the same team and most weeks, all three aren't startable. Um, so that was, um, that was a challenge for me, but I, I completely agree with you, Ben. This is uh this DJ Moore season back again. Um, I, I think, I think it, it was weird. It was uh Baker was, I feel like his only lot in life past couple of games was to get uh, uh, to to get Marshall uh, a little bit of a bump in in his dynasty appeal because he was getting just kind of random targets. Um, and I I sold him as quickly as I could before before things get bad. But uh, yeah, I think DJ deserves it. Um, I, look what Dable did when he came in over for the Giants. He said clearly, Saquon's our best player. We're just going to force feed him the ball. And, and what what happened, right? I think good, smart coaches kind of keep it simple in, in that particular area. I hope that's what Sam does. I I have a feeling for the for the the DFS guys uh, when when quarterback comes in for the start. I just feel like is Tommy Tremble is that your is that your tight end? That's the tight end. Yeah, I just yeah Tremble and and Ian Thomas. Ian Thomas is on the field a bit more because he's better blocking He's better blocking yeah i'd be sprinkling a little bit on those guys hitting the overs i just i have a feeling that's gonna be part of their strategy is uh is using the tight end uh, a little bit just got a feeling there but i i hope darnold does does pretty good i actually think he's gonna be okay i think he's gonna look a, a lot better just because watching baker is, is pretty painful but i do feel bad for the guy is is it just me or when when these mid-season changes happen why does it always have to be just a dreadful matchup um I mean, the Broncos look awful, but their defense. Oh, the doesn't. Broncos D. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's There's... definitely something to consider. Um, to your point with Tremble, last year with, with Donald, he, he averaged two targets a game and got like fifteen yards or less. So I I don't really Donald for whatever reason doesn't dump off to the tight end that much, which is crazy. But uh, both tight ends were 50 or more percent last year on the field. Ian Thomas got two targets as well. Didn't do a whole lot with them. Um, so I don't know if I'm if I'm excited about the tight ends, but I do think the running backs, DJ Moore, and like Ben said, maybe uh, LaVisca Chenault. Yeah, to be clear, I'm not excited about any of the options, and I'm kind of dreading watching this game. I have a funny feeling it'll be like, 10-6 at the end, something like that, with a defensive score from each team. Um, but I'm hopeful that it's better than it has been because it's been very bad. I have faith that this game will be better than the Patriots game was last week against the Jets. Who starts yeah. week one regular season for the Panthers next year? Player to be named later. Yeah, the rookie that we draft. Coral? No, it'll probably be, well, if we don't win any more games, you're probably looking at CJ Stroud mm. or Bryce Young. So whichever one of those two top two pick quarterbacks will be who starts because the new coach is going to run yeah, with They're, they're taking the quarterback. That's... They're not keeping Sam. They're not keeping Baker. They're probably not keeping PJ Walker. You'll have an entirely new quarterback room. Well, so you still have, have uh, 
what's his name? The kid they drafted this year. Yeah, Matt Corral will be there, but I'm not sure how his recovery has been going. There hasn't been a whole lot of updates. Right. And he's not really in the room right now either. Like they got, but all three guys that have been starting games this year, none of them are under contract next year. Nope. So, yeah, it will be interesting to see, but I believe it'll be rookie to be named later. Yeah. Uh, so, moving on from that shit show to a shit show in Arizona, the, uh, <laughs> The Cardinals fire their offensive line coach, offensive line slash running backs, uh, running game coach on Monday after an incident in, it was during the day, it was before the game even, after an incident in Mexico City. Um, So apparently Urban Meyer is impersonating another coach on the Cardinals this year. (laughs) Um, what What is wrong with these people? Like, you're in another country and you're representing both your franchise, the NFL and like yourself and you go out and and just act like a tool. So I I don't think it's, I didn't see anything today as to exactly what he did or what had happened. Um, I know Twitter has a bunch of uh, suspected things. Let's put it that way. But uh, I don't know this is really going to affect a whole lot going forward as far as the running game and stuff. I mean, we're far enough into the season. The players pretty much know what's going on. Uh, do you guys see any impact of this? It was, it, it's more of a, a funny news thing because of what happened last year in London with uh, Urban Meyer. Ben. Yeah. Just proven coaches can't travel very well. I mean, I don't know. I'm not, going to get into what he did or speculation of what he did. And I don't think it affects a whole lot for this team. Um, The team is going to rise and fall as Kyler Murray rises and falls. The running game is predicated on him being able to be in there and run the play, play action, run the options, him running himself. Um, If he can run, then they'll be fine. If he can't run, then it's going to be all James Conner and you're hoping for a touchdown. So I don't think it's going to affect, much it'll probably be the, more of the same from uh from the cards yeah i would agree kendall i i don't think it's it, it, it i don't think it's gonna affect too much i mean there's th- this is really the, the 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 kingsbury kyler show i mean uh you know like like you said ben it's it's gonna be on them if anything this maybe distracts from that but uh, I, th- I think the main takeaway here is i mean kingsbury you're you're we're running out of um uh, reasons to keep Kingsbury around, I think, is the tough thing. I mean, you're seeing some of these young coaches actually do pretty well if you give them a little bit of time. I, I thought Sirianni was going to be a tire fire. You know, maybe he's something to it, right? McVeigh, young, but commands a lot of respect. Very responsible, right? Cliff, I, I don't know. I don't know him personally, right? But he doesn't seem to be inspiring uh, a culture of responsibility and professionalism. So, I mean, I'll, I'll, whether there's smoke, there's fire, and it just looks like I, I would definitely take the under on the, on the, on Cardinals wins going forward. It seems like they've got some issues, but uh, if Kyler's healthy and playing well, that's going to trump anything that, that, that this comes to this. You allude to John McVay. He's a professional. He carries himself as a professional. Um, Kingsbury, I know a lot of the fans in Arizona don't really care for him. Um, I'm on that train now, too. Uh, I hope they fire him soon, but I think that'll be an end of season firing. It, it's just the whole offense seems a little off. It can't get Kyler back into a groove. 
I'm not really sure, you know, where they go from here at this point, but it is a distraction for those guys uh, on a, you know, another team that we all had high hopes for that's kind of getting it together with Hopkins back, but I, I don't know if they're going to be able to, uh, to keep the train rolling. Uh, so we'll move on to Zach Wilson. He was benched after the 10 to three loss in new England. They named Mike white as a starter today. I did see. He's not even start uh, dressing. No, he's not. Uh, it'll be, it'll be Mike white and Joe Flacco. I I'd seen a couple of things that I, I don't remember where they are on it when it was on Twitter. So obviously take it with a grain of salt, but, um, and it was something – I don't even remember what it was, so I'm not even going to talk about it. Um, Kendall, what was do you think about, about – go ahead, Ben. Was it about his comment after the game where they asked him if if he was not helping out the defense or if that was the issue? And he yes. said no. Yes, that's what it was. Like, like he's not the issue? Yes. Yeah, that that stupid comment probably could have been what's causing this. but uh, I don't know if it's fully, but he, he's played badly. Um, but how bad know. you got to be that you're you're five and two personally on the season and you're not even dressing, right? Like, that's bad. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, what do you guys think about Zach Wilson, the benching? Do you trust Mike White? Do you trust any assets other than the running game this week for the New York Jets, Kendall? Well, I don't trust him, but I mean that game went from. I, I I'm not saying it's a bad game to watch, but. I mean, I'm excited to watch the show that can be Mike White, right? So I'm, I'm definitely excited to see it. I think I think regardless of how good or bad Mike White is, this has to be just a massive boon to all the Jets wide receivers. Um, and it's weird it's weird saying that, but yeah, I, I, I think it is. I, I think they're going to be in pretty good shape. I'm just curious as to and I, I'll get you guys' take. Is this um, is this the disapproving father like making it real serious? Hey, you you screwed up and you didn't do the quarterbackial thing, right? Where you you got to do what you got to do in in the press conference, right? It's part of your job. It's part of the salary, and you didn't do it's, that. Yeah, you know. So, it, but it, is this the is this like the Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin sort of? They get real serious. They put you in that doghouse, but you can come out pretty quick, right? Is this like a one game, or you know, wait for Mike White to just be not good enough, and hopefully it's a coming of age tale for for Zach, or is is this that we've been thinking about this for probably two or three weeks now, and we're sitting with a good record, and we probably have the defensive you know player of the year, you know, or our defensive rookie of the year. So I, I'm I'm a little torn. Right. I, I think ideally the team is probably saying, look, we, we it's either an, an open quarterback competition um, or, or, or Mike's going to win the job. Right. I mean, the fans are just going to crush him otherwise. So we'll see. Boone, Boone to Jets wide receivers. And um, yeah, what do you guys think about uh, slap on the wrist? A serious one versus uh, they're 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 fully saying no, it's it's open season. Now you are it's whoever. I think. uh it's a little bit more of the latter where it's a little bit more serious. Um, there were reports early in preseason and camp of him not hitting the simple throws. And he's shown that continuously. This is year two of atrocious play for a uh, second, like second overall quarterback. Um, and everybody else that stepped in like Flacco did well enough. Mike White did really well last year before getting hurt. Um, well, other than the four interception game, I mean, when they they're throwing the ball a lot, though, like that's good. Um, 
I think it's a a plus to Elijah Moore. Like if you dropped him, go try to get him back because Zach Wilson hated him for some reason. But Mike White loved Mike him White loved year. him last year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think that continues, and you just see Garrett Wilson will play the Corey Davis role from last year, um, and hopefully on a and they're a better team than they were. Their O line's better. I think it's going to be a boon for yeah, like you said, for the wide all the wide receivers on that team, and I hope it's for more exciting football because Zach Wilson has been absolutely shit. What percent chance you think Mike White comes in and does old vintage Mike White things? And I'm not saying they could ever be the Miami Dolphins where you have two very good wide receivers that can cause problems, but Moore was pretty good, right? Garrett Wilson's pretty good. Uh, I mean, is there is there a, is there a narrative where Mike White comes in and just throws four touchdowns and looks like Burrow? Yes. No. No. Yeah, easily. No. It could definitely happen. That team's good. And I'm not even saying this is a a, a Mike White, you're awesome. I'm saying, is Zach Wilson, like, barely fit to play college football? Yes. Zach Wilson was a quarterback that was taken too high, started too early, and has not fully developed because he was pushed out there before he was ready. Um, You see this happen with a lot of quarterbacks. Every year, they, they come out of college and teams. Bad, and then here's the problem, too. So you have a bad team. You have the number one, number two pick. Obviously, there's a reason you're the number one and number two pick. So you need typically O-line, um, receivers, defense, running back, something. There's something missing from your offense that puts you you know, last in the league or, or close to last in the league. So he came in last year with no O-line, um, an okay running game and a wide receiver in Elijah Moore. And he, he never fully developed, and he got hurt. So he missed, what, four games, say four and a half because of the injury, and came back and had a fairly decent um, return from weeks 12 through 18 last year, uh, except week 18 against Buffalo. He didn't do that well, but nobody did against Buffalo last year. So then you come in this year, he's had some off season, and he's hurt again. Um so he missed the first three games, and he just hasn't looked good, but he, he's still not developed. So I don't know that he ever gets the opportunity to fully develop because I don't think that uh, – I think they may be looking for another quarterback in the draft. I think this is now Mike White's show. If he shows he can't do it and the Jets are still in contention, that Joe Flacco takes over. Do I think he can come out – and have a, a good game. I do. Um, I mean, they play Chicago, no offense, but Chicago's offense isn't that great. Although fields has been helping a lot with his legs, but Chicago's got a pretty decent defense. So is it possible? Mike White comes out and throws no touchdowns and four interceptions. Absolutely. Um, he did that. I mean, that was against new England last year with a pretty decent defense. So, uh, another side that was Zach Wilson. Uh, Mike Wade did it against uh, Buffalo. So same thing. Good defense. So I don't really anticipate this to be a great game for Mike White. Unfortunately, it's going to be a tough matchup. But I do think overall it's a better scenario for the two wide receivers. And I think you'll see the two running backs get a decent amount of work as well with him. So. Yeah, I'm more optimistic about this than I am about Sam Darnold starting this week. So Yeah. I, I 
probably am more optimistic about Darnold, but I think it's more just the matchup because I think Denver, I think Darnold can beat Denver. Uh, it's I don't think that Mike White can beat Chicago. Now that's not to say that the defense can't, but right. I do think the Bears secondary is a little bit better, but Sertain is is pretty good in Denver too. So we'll we'll have to see. I mean, both quarterbacks throw lots of interceptions, so time will tell. Uh, and then the last bit of news: uh, OBJ still has not signed anywhere, even with all the wide receiver injuries. Do you think he gets signed in the next couple of weeks? Do you think he's fantasy relevant for a playoff team? And what is your destination that you think he goes? So, yeah, I'm optimistic it's next week. Um, not based on anything, just hoping. Like, And the reports seem to be picking up. Um, I'm hoping it's for the Cowboys just because I think they have the offense that can sustain him. And he doesn't really bump anybody too noticeable. Um, he becomes the two behind Lamb and is help, very helpful for that team as far as the as far as straight up football goes. I'm not sure he's going to be useful for anyone in the regular season for uh, for fantasy football, but I think he could be a nice pickup or stash for a team that's going to make the semis or the finals. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's a great, great football player. So he was, he, he did well last year till the injury. I don't know how he comes back. I believe this is the second one on the same knee. Uh, so uh, he was a talented wide receiver. He potentially could still be a talented wide receiver. Yeah. I don't think he's going to win, um, for, you know, from, from his athleticism anymore. But what I, what I saw last year was, He's just been in the league a long time as a wide receiver one. He, he knows what his quarterback needs, and I think he's got a particular proclivity to that in the red zone. So I, I, I think he comes in and does okay. I think he's going to be like the epitome of there's going to be some critical third downs where if they do sign him, that is where he's going to pay off, where he's just he's going to know when to be where. He's going to know when when Dak's in trouble and when to bail him out, and, and he's a, a guy that can win the contested catch. Uh, now, now, if he gets up after that contested catch, we'll have to see. But I think he's going to pick up a couple critical third downs. But I, I do agree with you. I don't think he's going to be like fantasy relevant. I don't think you're going to be excited unless he gets in the end zone. He's not going to have enough volume. He's going to be so much better for real football than fantasy. But at the same time, I, I would definitely stash for the playoffs. Yeah, if you have a spot, I, I guess he's worth taking a, a stab at. I mean, there's not a whole lot left on your waivers anyways with all the injuries that are out there. Uh, Kendall, where do you think that he ends up landing? I was thinking about it, and um, I, I, you know, I do think he ends up in Dallas. That's just that's the uh, the odds-on favorite. But even if I didn't hear the rumors, I'd still say so. Uh, like Ben was saying, it's a good fit. It's an offense that can that can support it, right? But at the same time, I think Jerry is the type of deal maker that would that would. I think he would th- be willing to throw a, a lot of incentives OBJ's way. He'll give him he'll give him a multi-year deal but I think he can also stack it up with a ridiculous amount of incentives as they go deeper into the playoffs, potentially a big, you know, get to the Super Bowl incentive. Um, And I think overall, they're just going to be able to put more money behind it than anybody else. And and so in terms of a total package, um, I think, I think, uh, I think old Jerry is probably the type of guy that OBJ wants to deal with. And if I'm OBJ, 
if you somehow can jump in, catch a cu- just a couple balls here and there for Jerry when you need him to get a W, uh, I, I mean, he'll get a key to Dallas, right? Like, it's, it's no problem. Um, that's got to be enticing. Yeah, for him, I mean, they're going to definitely pay him. So they get a good quarterback. So Dallas, for him, would be a place that I'm sure he would be interested in going. I mean, pretty much anywhere in the uh, NFC East, right? Because, I mean, the, the Cowboys are good. Giants are good. Eagles are good, although I don't really think that they need him. Um, it would be interesting if he would go back to the Giants because they could definitely use him and his services with the injuries that they have suffered. I think the Rams are a potential with Cup going down. Maybe uh, maybe the Saints as well. I mean, I think they could probably use another guy with Michael Thomas being out. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't really – like you guys say, the Cowboys probably have the money to spend. I think I'd like to see him go somewhere else, but we'll probably – I would think we would know within the next week or so. Uh, I think teams will see what happens here, and and then uh, we'll find out what happens in in the next week or two. So the last little thing of news, um, just more of an announcement: uh, there are no buys this week. Uh, week twelve is a is an off week for buys, but week fourteen uh, is coming up to the last week of the playoffs. There are six teams on buy in week fourteen. It's a rough, rough Panthers Cardinals next week. And then Atlanta, Chicago, Green Bay, Indy, New Orleans, and Washington. Rough, rough heading into the final, like the playoffs. Like that's your last week of the right of, and there's six teams on by, and hopefully you plan for that. If you haven't, now's the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, get on it. Start looking at it. I mean, there's not going to be a ton left on your waivers, but. You know, grab grab that third string wide receiver or some, just somebody that's going to put up some points because uh, you know mostly redraft you, you're going to be short on bench spots and everything. So start looking at guys now and and keep an eye on your waivers over the next couple of weeks because it'd be a, a shame to get all the way to week 14 and lose your playoff spot because the team you're playing against planned better and uh, you ended up with a couple of guys out and not able to fill the spots. So we'll move on to uh, injuries. There's quite a few to talk about. Unfortunately, it seems to be the same thing every week. We we keep adding more and more injuries. So the injury report. So the Kyle Pitts saga is over. There's no more. Oh, should I start in this week? Is this the week he's going to hit? Uh, Kyle Pitts tore his MCL out for the season. Better luck next year. Um, any uh, any thoughts of picking up the tight end behind him in Atlanta? I didn't even bother looking him up because I don't think there is any reason to pick up the tight end behind him, Ben. No, if if you're not throwing to one of the most athletic tight ends in the league, you're not throwing to the backup. I mean, yeah, it's just not happening. And yeah. it's him getting hurt is so, I don't know, it sums up this year so well. Like, sucks for him big time. Sucks for potentially um, next year for him, depending how bad it is. But, 
it, it was like euphoria for a lot of fantasy football people to just finally let go. <laughs> like, have you ever felt worse for a like a player and... that like everyone like people hate Pitts? Everyone that drafted him hates him, right? You hate seeing a player get injured, but you know there were some people that took some oddly sick pleasure kind of watching this injury go down. Yeah. So I have Pitts in a few spots. I traded for him in a couple. Um, I'm I'm not happy he got hurt because I, I don't. I'm not happy any player gets hurt. I'm relieved that he's no longer somebody I have to worry about putting in my lineup every week and being disappointed. Um, so I'm on to next year. Hopefully they can fix that offense and the quarterback situation and we can go from there. But it, it's for me, it's more of a relief than, than anything. Yeah. What do you guys think for me? This is, there's some pretty big dynasty implications here. Re- redraft. I mean, it was already, it just perfectly sums up that season. Right. But if you're the, if you're the Kyle Pitts owner in, uh, in dynasty, how, how are you, how are you taking this? Are you, are you just holding on to, to sell, at a later point, are you never going to sell? What 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 do you guys think this does to to his dynasty value? Obviously, it was waning a little bit, but you can write off this season if you're the dynasty owner. You can just say, "Hey, we had a quarterback who you know throws the ball ten times. Uh, it just wasn't going to happen this year." But you've got a lot of promise for the future because it didn't look bad, right? With this now, what do you guys think dynasty implications? So I think in you know mid January early February, whenever it is when the uh, leagues reset on sleeper. Everybody's going to forget that that Kyle Pitts had this bad season and uh, the value is going to be back up because he's one of the most talented tight ends to come out of the draft in recent memory. And everybody has these high expectations for him um, just like it did last year. So I do think his value has taken a small hit. I don't think you're getting three firsts for him anymore in a tight end premium. Um, So I I do think the price is normalized where it should be. But I do believe that if you're going to buy Kyle Pitts, now's the time because his value is going to go up when we get out of season and people forget the recency that he's not been that good. Ben? Oh, I agree. Um, That cloud of him being him being or the performances being subpar is as dark as it's going to be right now and could definitely be a blinder for a team that's in the hunt or is a contender if you can ship them another tight end and plus something you'd probably be able to get them really cheap like compared to what he would have been last year um like really cheap and i think now if you're rebuilding or you're not making the playoffs now's the time to move um, not to tip my cap or what I'm going to be trying to do some places, but uh, definitely I'd be looking to buy them if you're a non-playoff team and a rebuilding team with some picks to spare or some older tight ends that a contender could use. Um, yeah, now's your chance because, it, like you said, it's going to reset um, when the hype for next season starts back up again. Everyone forgets about these injuries for a while until uh, until training camp comes around and then then they become a little bit more real. But uh, well, you yeah, know he's getting a new chance. quarterback. You know what I mean. At yep. some point, Ritter's going to be out there. He's going to be in this conversation. Oh, he's going to be way better with Ritter. Ritter's going to use the tight end. Him and London are going to be great in the offense. Oh, that's what I mean. That cloud. Let of, me interest you in Kyle yeah. Pitts. Yeah, that cloud <laughs> though of his uh, 
of his performance this year that's kind of might be hazing some of those people's f- like foresight. Yeah. Um, you got to take advantage of that now. Uh, yep. And I, and I, I would say, I, I completely agree. This is a total buy by the injury dip, by the emotions, right? But if I, it, for me, if I can't get a deal done um, and the Kyle Pitts owner wants to hang on, uh, I, this is my like, I'm putting in my spreadsheet. I'm writing it down because I'm that's the one player next year, week one and week two, I'm paying attention to like a hawk, right? Because if they don't come out hot, I think the person that turned down every offer right this uh the, this past season i think week one you can snipe him for for very cheap so i think there's some follow-up plays here for for dynasty if you don't if you don't get it right now i think there's a window of opportunity in week one next year too but i think you got to start now yep no i would agree um so we'll move on to joe mixon suffered a concussion last week uh, very disappointing uh, i believe he's going to play this week I have not seen anything to the contrary that I believe is trending well through the concussion protocol. Um, Kendall, have you seen anything? Your thoughts on Mixon playing? Only thing I've seen is he didn't practice Wednesday. Um, normally by now I'd like to see at least one headline that, I mean, lie to me, right? At least tell me he's progressing through the protocols, right? Even though that's such a, a an ambiguous statement, like what does it mean anymore, right? But uh, never feels good that, the the news is not practicing Wednesday instead of, you know, maybe some, uh, maybe some individual non-contact stuff, maybe some bike stuff, just completely not practicing. Uh, I'm a little more nervous than, than I'd like. Yep. I can understand that, especially with the way that um, players have been all of a sudden supposed to play. And then they just don't uh, last minute. Ben. I'm stashing some RGP right everywhere. I can get them. Uh, concussions are tricky. You really never know up until game time. And I haven't heard anything positive come out yet, like you were saying. So uh, I'm optimistic that he's back, but I'd say he probably doesn't play this week. P. Ryan's coming off a two-touchdown game too, right? And th- those yeah. were not garbage time yeah. touchdowns. Those were those were like mid no, they, mid-series. They were while mixing without there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, he's definitely worth a grab if he's on your waiver wire just in case and may have a little bit of standalone value going in. While we're on the Bengals, Jamar Chase is out of the boot. He's back practicing. Uh, what do you do? You guys think he plays this week, Ben? Uh, Chase, I think he plays um, just based on what the way Burrow was talking about it today. Um, and I'm also super optimistic. I need him back in a lot of places. Um, I've been waiting for this news for a while, been checking for any kind of updates and this has been a really positive day for, for me in that respect. So, um, I think he's back like Joe Burrow sounded way too confident about it. Um, obviously the coach has to pump the brakes on that, but, um, yeah, I think he's back. I think he's back as well. He's practicing. Um, nobody's needed him back more than me. I missed the, uh, so Scott Fishbowl goes into playoffs this week. I'm at the say this during the news but um i missed the playoffs by 12 points mm. so having I, I lost chase i lost goddard and i had judy out the last couple of weeks so i any one of those three I, i'm probably in but it is what it is uh congratulations to thoud and uh he, he made it in and uh bob gilchrist who put on the boston draft for us and uh is does uh he runs the uh dynasty trade calculator and, and that website so congratulations to you guys um 
Kenna, what are your thoughts on Chase? I think he plays. Um, you know, I, I, if he plays, you start him. Uh, I, I do think this is probably going to be more of a use him as a distraction. And it's probably going to, I think T Higgins is going to eat. Right. Um, but with, with a guy like Chase Burrow's not going to just not throw him the ball. Right. So I don't think he has, I don't think he has a crazy blow up week. Uh, I think I wouldn't put him on a full pitch count, right. He's going to be out there. Um, I think it's still one more game of full fledged T Higgins, uh, but he'll be out there. Yeah. I would imagine you can, you can count on projection. Uh, I don't like to say it, he's probably on a snap count. Um, at least a route count, and uh, but I think you can count on him for projection. So let's move on to Kadarius Tony uh, pulled his hamstring again in uh, early in the game. I, you guys think he plays this week? I I don't. I think he's. I think we're back on the roller coaster that is Kadarius Tony and his hamstrings. Uh, Kendall, uh, I don't think so. I think the. The Chiefs have have done enough. They're not in a desperation mode where they they need to push it. Um, so no, I, I don't think he plays. I, I think they really like his long term prospects, and I mean they're they're starting to require a decent you know wide receiver room where you know random guys like uh, was it Justin Watson I think it is or they Justin Watson they, they, yeah. they've got enough pieces. Um, if you think like backup tight ends are, are getting in the end zone, I, I think I don't think he plays. I think they'll be fine without him. Um, they just they want they want him healthy for for the Super Bowl run, right? So I think they're going to play very careful. He might not play next week. I would be surprised he plays next week, too. Um, I do know Juju's coming back <clears throat> off the concussion this week as well. So, Ben, your thoughts on those guys? Yeah, I don't I don't think he's back. Um, I've actually had a couple places where I haven't hesitated with some other needs to cut him. Um, I mean, you don't have to cut him, but if you like, you could probably feel free to do so if you need to make up um, some ground because of an injury somewhere else. Um yeah, I don't think he's back. I think they're going to hold hold him pretty close to the vest until playoffs. He might explode in the playoffs um, and have some really big games. Uh, guys like him tend to do that with with their explosion, especially on an offense like that, where in the playoffs teams are going to really hone in on uh, Kelsey as best as they can with lots of time to prepare. Um, but uh, I think his fantasy season's probably done. I mean, he'll get out there, but he's not going to be very useful for it um, outside of maybe a splash play. Yeah, I would agree with you on that regard. I think if you need a bench spot, you drop him, uh, pick somebody up that's going to help your team. If you're trying to make a playoff push, uh, I the roller coaster is going to be up and down. I mean, he's probably going to be out two weeks would be my guess, and then see how the hamstring is. I mean, comes back, probably, you know, there's a good chance he re-injures it again, so. I think I'm off of Tony for this year. Dynasty-wise, he's a nice grab. He might be another injury dip guy you can grab and, and see how it works out for him next year. The offense is going to be good. So I'll move on to another injury-prone wide receiver. Mike Williams re-injured the same ankle. Um, he's out. I'm going to – I haven't seen an update, but I think that they were talking at least another week or two depending on the severity. I, I didn't get an update on it, though. Uh, ben, anything on Mike Williams? No. Um, I think, still think it's the Josh Palmer show. Um, even with Ke- uh, Keenan Allen back, Mike Williams back, it was still the Palmer show, uh, even before 
Mike Williams re-aggravated that injury. Um, so I think it's him and Keenan Allen the rest of the way. Uh, he's been very, uh, very reliable for, for Herbert. So, um, I mean, I've been off Mike Williams all year. I wasn't a huge, I didn't, don't think I drafted him anywhere. Uh, made fun of some people that did his injury history is just too thick for, for my liking. Um, sucks to see cause he's a very exciting player to watch play football. Like he makes some big ass plays, but he always comes down very violently, um, and hurts something. So, uh, yeah, probably out on Mike Williams still for the rest of the season and up on uh, Josh Palmer. Kendall? Uh, I think we got a candidate here in Mike Williams of, uh, I mean, he's got to be a top three for most overhyped for me in the preseason. Like He was a fantasy darling. What fantasy show wasn't talking about? Give me Mike Williams, right? I mean, for me, this, it's what it's Mike one. Williams. Yeah, I one. can tell you it was this one. <laughs> I mean, it was him. No, nobody on our show likes Mike Williams. Okay, um, Just yeah. because of the injury history. Uh, I was so off that. Tra- I, you, you can only give me so far. You can't just say like, oh, he's like really tall and he's got a good quarterback. Therefore, I should take him over a bunch of other very, very good players that don't have injury risks and, and things like that. So he's extremely talented when he's on the field. The problem is staying on the field. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think he misses? Are you interested in him if he's healthy or if he's able to play? Are you interested in him at all, or are you more along the lines with Ben with? trying to roster Josh Palmer and Keenan Allen. You know, the crazy thing is I'm, I'm kind of off both of them. Josh Palmer's the weird one for me because I he was the player that I magically picked up like everywhere when it was about time to. And as I watched those games, I'm just I'm still not convinced of how good Josh Palmer is at like real football. You know, he's, he's not fully passing the eye test for me, but he's getting it done. Um, so I am definitely way more on Palmer than I am Williams. I, th- I think Palmer Palmer definitely crossed something. I mean, I, uh, former athlete over here, I just know when you have a game like that uh, in front of Herbert like that, and they didn't win the game, but, I mean, they they were right there. I, I think Herbert permanently is going to look his way more than he would before after that that tremendous outing he had he had the other week. So I think that, that pushes him in Herbert's eyes a little bit as a reliable guy, and that's, that's going to hurt Mike Williams a lot. So I... I don't even want to flex him. There's a lot of other options. Like, like, uh, give you an example. I'm, uh, I think I'd rather start Jeff Wilson over him. That's, I mean, and that's that's reaching pretty deep. Um, not really loving Mike Williams right right now. Yep. No, I, I'm I'm off of Mike Williams myself. Um, I do like Palmer, especially like Palmer in Dynasty, and Keenan Allen. I have to choose this week if I'm starting him or sitting him. Had a decent outing last week. Um, he's another wide receiver that's he's a top talent he's proven it in the past he's proven it with Herbert I'm, I'm just I'm not gonna lie I'm a little scared to start him this week because I'm afraid he's gonna get hurt again so I'm probably gonna put him out there where I need to because of the talent but if your trade deadline's not gone I might be trying to trade him and, and just get somebody in the same range or the same tier wide receiver that if you just feel a little bit, a little bit more comfortable with uh, with starting. Uh, so we'll move on to Justin Fields and the shoulder injury. I mean, 
obviously he doesn't throw that much, so I don't think it's going to hurt him too much. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll go to our resident Bears fan, Kendall. What do you think about Fields' injury, and what's the outlook for the Bears tomorrow? Uh, I can tell you, all of Chicago is just saying, guys, we weren't going to do anything this season. Just can we? Can we? Let's. let's it's a new play. It's called "I don't care what happens, just don't let Fields get touched." Like, let's run that play every let's just take a knee and call it a day like the worst thing that can happen is they're really trying to compete and it's been fun as bears fan first part of the season was just it was difficult to i was watching red zone more than i was watching the bears and you get this 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 burst of life but everyone knew as 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 fields is putting up these massive fantasy numbers bears fans in the rooms are are quietly thinking themselves i really wish he'd have a quieter game he's gonna get hurt bad things are gonna happen so uh, it, it, injury. I mean, it's non-throwing shoulder. So, for the, the you know, for dynasty purposes, I think that's huge. If it was on his throwing shoulder, that would be really scary. Non-throwing shoulder definitely helps a little bit. Um, ultimately, knowing how much of a competitor field seems to be, right? It sounds like they're going with if he feels good, he's going to go with it. Since it's his non-throwing shoulder, they're just going to try to protect him. Um, it doesn't seem like something he can just straight up immediately re-injure himself. He'd have to get hit for that. So. I don't know. I I wish they wouldn't play him personally. Just just knowing that we don't we don't need to. It's okay. Play for the long term. Um, but I am the Justin Fields owner in many leagues, so this this is definitely a tough one for me. I think it one bad hit and he's out of the game. I would not start him. I just even if he's good to go, I'm not starting him this week, and we'll reevaluate next week. Ben, that's a tough tough call, and. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I it's not the same as like my my playing fantasy football with my heart. Uh, heyday back when Cam was my quarterback everywhere, but because uh, Cam was a little bit more durable and a massive human, where Justin Fields isn't quite as big. Um, I I'm scared that they're playing the a really tough defense that can get after the quarterback uh, with the Jets. So I probably also wouldn't start Justin Fields this week. And I'm going to be watching, wishing and praying that he stays upright and okay. And they grind out a win some some other way where he doesn't have to be quite as involved. Um, yeah, that's so probably stay away from him this week. So I hear what you guys are saying. Uh, he's got a separated shoulder and partially torn and sh- ligaments. And a bad matchup. It's a bad matchup. Um, they're not listing the 200 bruises from all the shots he's taken that are just not. No, they're not. I mean, he's a tough kid. The the number of times that he's been hit with that battle line, uh, he's, he's a tough kid. The young guy, he needs the reps, not to the detriment of his health, but I think if he, I think he's a competitor. I think if he can put that, uh, shoulder in a brace and play effectively that he's going to play. And like I said, he's not putting up a ton of numbers with his, with his throwing. He's putting up numbers running. And I think you're still going to need to start him if you have him and you're a contender, because unless you have, you know, somebody, and he's a number four quarterback in our, in our formats. So Unless you have somebody like Gino or I, I don't even know if I would trust Cousins this week uh, because it's prime time. 
Thursday night. We'll get to that a little in, in a few minutes, but I don't know who else I would trust uh, of the guys that may be on your waiver wire. So myself, I have fields. I picked them up in a few spots, you know, around week six, week seven, and I have started. I need the points and I got to hope that he goes out and is able to just run around like he has been and, and give me 20 points. So hopefully he doesn't hurt himself too badly and he's able to, to play through the pain and get us some fantasy points. I got I got to test a field here because I'm, I'm too close to it. So I'm always looking for opinions here. Dynasty fields versus Kyler Murray. Where do you see where do you see their values right now? You think the the field has fields is meteoric. Uh, he's got legs. He's he's rushing. Things are happening. Do, do you see him close to Kyler? Has he passed him up? Is he behind him? Uh, this is a this is a question, kind of a trade offer. I've been seeing a, a lot of pop up. Where, where are you guys at with Fields in uh, his dynasty value? I think I'm a little bit lower on on uh, Fields and Murray. I think I'd rather still have Murray, but it's getting closer. Yeah, their their arrows are definitely heading the opposite directions this season and for redraft this year i would definitely want i think i'd want fields just for his his production has been better um a little bit more consistent i think but uh that's a really tough question if i'm the fields owner i probably wouldn't be shopping him but if i'm the kyler owner i'm probably going to try and buy fields plus something just to get another asset because their values are pretty similar, but I think a lot of people would still hold Murray higher and I think he is higher. So if you can get a decent asset with Justin Fields for Kyler Murray, that might be the move straight up. I'm keeping Kyler Kyler Murray. Super flex dynasty fields for Brees and Pacheco. No, I'm keeping the quarterback. I'm keeping the quarterback. Okay. Who's your Who's your other quarterbacks? Uh, well, actually, I, I'm the Fields, Kyler, Daniel Jones. So loving my situation, right? Yeah. No, I keep the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. keep the quarterback. Yeah. We're We're working on. Uh, I got I got a Brees Hall owner that's just he want he wants off the ship, and uh, I'm I'm starting Naheem Hines. So that that t- tells you where my running back room is. Uh, it's 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 been better. So we're looking to we're looking to ship one of the pieces. And uh, it's, I'd rather send Danny Dimes. No, no interest. And, uh, and add something to it. Yeah, right, right. It's just, just weird that the offers I was getting for for Fields were it, the the weird thing was I was getting basically identical offers for Fields and Murray, which is why I started asking around because for me Murray was always reasonably higher, but again the arrows going down. Fields is just much lower tier for me, but the arrows pointing so far up, I couldn't believe we'd kind of hit a point where their values were, were, were essentially the same on the trade market. And I was just wondering if it wasn't time to pull the trigger because you got to capitalize on value when it's there, but interesting. I'd have a hard time trading a star quarterback in Superflex for uh, probably RB three. I forgot the pick and, there too. Uh, there was a first, a there was a first involved too. It was a Brees, a first in Pacheco. Yeah. That I'd be looking I might like, do. Yeah, that might be better. <clears throat> that I might do. Uh, th- I might move fields for that because you're going to get you're going to get a, a good running back that you can put in next year. 
and and you're going to get Brees uh, Hall, and you're going to get a first. So you can potentially replace Fields Fields in the draft with that first. Yeah. So that that I think I would do if I'm getting those if I'm getting two running backs and the first, I think I I would do that. I wouldn't hold it against you if you traded Kyler in that situation. Nope. I'd try to get something else. I'd want a little bit more if I was doing Kyler, yeah. but I, I definitely would would do Fields in that situation. Yeah, because I think we're looking at Fields' ceiling. Even you know next year they get a little bit better. He's going to throw more and run less. So I think we're we're looking at his ceiling right now, where he's going to be in the top five. And if he can stay without getting hurt the whole season, you know he he's got a chance to be the number one with his with his legs. But I think he's got a you know probably a greater chance to be outside of the top five with another battle line. So I think if I had to choose, I think that's the one I would move. So we'll move on. Uh, Wandale Robinson towards ACL out for the season. He was having a pretty okay. Uh, Rookie season. Uh, Monster game that he got hurt in. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to wait until next year to uh, continue the Wandale saga. Any any Giants that you guys are interested in uh, because of this news? Any of the guys behind him other than I think Darius Slayton really, to me, is the only person of interest on that team now other than Saquon. Ben? Yeah, no, nobody. Uh, still just Saquon Barkley for me. Kendall? Still just Saquon Barkley for me. Okay. Uh, moving on, Leonard Fournette suffered the hip pointer two weeks ago. He, we talked about it last week briefly. Um, I haven't seen any updates on it. I know he's questionable right now. They don't play till Sunday. He's been limited in practice this week. Uh, I, I think Rashad White has taken over the number one role. I think Fournette may still get some goal line work, but um, it's Cleveland. They've got a pretty decent run defense. So I don't, I think I'm looking for an alternative to Fournette this week. Uh, Kendall. Uh, I I think, I I think I agree, right? Fournette's uh, Brady's very loyal from what it seems like. So there's been times this season where I thought the, the change was going to start happening a little bit faster um, and we were going to get there. And then all of a sudden, Fournette has way above expected usage, right? But I, I, I think the tide really is there. Um, really seeing the young gun perform, perform well, and, and seeing how that offense seemed—it just it changed, right? Brady having a, an established run game with with some actual yards per carry from the young gun there. At, um, uh, I think that changed some things for him. So I, I think it's definitely switched. I think, I think they're still going to treat. Leonard as the as the star. I mean, we know what he does in the playoffs, right? I mean, he uh, he, he he turns up. But uh, I do agree. I think I think a bulk of the ground game, um, at least fifty fifty or more, is probably going the other way. What do you guys think about the receptions, though? Because they're both fairly decent receiving backs. How do you think third down plays out? I think it comes down to Fournette's health. Like if he's out there and they're giving him a full complement of snaps, I think he still gets the pass, still gets passing work. And it personally, I'm playing him. If, if he's out there, um, he's, he's a guy that gets too much work to not like in most cases, I'm not 
rich enough in fantasy to be able to afford to sit him um, or take a gamble. Cause if I do, and he goes off, I'm going to shoot myself. But uh, I think his passing game stays, but it's going to ma- depend on how healthy he is. If he's just out there getting like his snap percentage gets cut in half because they're trying to hold him back or just ease him back in or something like that, then you're probably screwed and the passing game is going to go the other direction. Um, but if he's out there and he's healthy or off the injury part, I, I have no problem starting him and expecting him to get some catches. I do think that he that Fournette is going to get the the passing down work now. I think they're going to shift roles a bit because White's been a little bit more effective on the ground. Uh, Fournette still has been getting you know six eight targets a game, where White's only been getting three. So I, I think it's going to to shift a little bit. But what's funny is like Fournette had twenty nine percent snap share last week, but he had fourteen carries in that twenty nine percent. So he he was getting the ball till he got hurt. Uh, but he only had uh, he only had one passing. He only had one uh, target and one reception last week. But he's been one of Tom Brady's targets, and I would agree with you, Ben. Outside of this week, because even even if he is back, I think that hip's still going to be bothering him a little bit. So, unless I have to start Fournette this week, I'm going to look for an alternative. Uh, so Matt Stafford. Is cleared the concussion protocol before last week's game, but he suffered a strained neck, so they held him out, and they've already announced that he's out for this week as well. Um, so you, if you have Stafford, you're going to need to go look for another quarterback. In redraft, you should have been doing that a while ago. Um, he, he, yeah. he, can, he can stay dropped. <laughs> I believe that that would be a true statement as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a fun game in each league. Just watch the the Matt Stafford owner. What will will they finally give in this week? Nope. Well, it's no, been a yeah. year for me. It's been a year of cutting quarterbacks that you never thought you'd ever cut. Like that's a good point. Cutting Russell Wilson, cu- cutting Matt Stafford, and just being like, okay, yeah, no problem, and just don't even think about it. Yeah, I've done that in multiple places, and C- I've been cutting Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you can I do mean, that. It was the right decision yeah. almost every time, too. Yeah, cut Tanny, yeah. cut cut all the big name quarterbacks and go somewhere else. Like, go get. Ta- I'd rather play Taylor Heineke than both of those guys. I don't know. Just more confidence that something could happen because they're not doing it. Yeah, no, I would agree. Um, so Kyler Murray still suffering the hamstring injury. Did not play last week, and I was a victim of not being able to pick somebody up after they announced that he wasn't going to play because some leagues still don't have open waivers on draft day. I mean, on game day, which is crazy. Uh, Murray this week, I think, plays. What are your guys' thoughts, Kendall? I think he plays. Um, we'll, we'll we'll see what he looks like when he's playing. Um, I mean, that offense has kind of been all over the place. I, I think he plays. I, I actually think he has a good game. Um, I think he kind of gets things um, back to normal here. This is this wasn't the week I was really looking forward to. I mean, with with Kyler, I just wanted to be healthy. Um, what I'm really looking forward to is what what does that offense look like when you have a healthy Hollywood and a healthy Nuke, and is it it, it just is that the critical mass where there's just too many good weapons on the field at the same time, and it and it really opens some things up. Um, and from what I've heard, correct me if I'm wrong, but Marquise Brown he he could play right. He he if he is, he'll certainly be on a very limited pitch count. But I. I 
I think he could play. So uh, I think Kyler plays. I think his ceiling's super limited. He's obviously not going to rush almost at all. Uh, I think other opposing team is going to know that they're not going to have to spy him as much. So they're making this one a little easier on the defense, but I, I do think he, he does okay in the passing game. Ben. Yeah, no argument. Um, I said it last week. I'm in, if, if Kyler plays, you play him. Um, if Hollywood's back, that's even better. I believe he's been activated. So I do, I do believe he's, act- he's going to play yeah. this week. Yeah. But uh, completely unrelated to Kyler Murray, but uh, did anybody see the, uh, the game last week with the Niners and the and the cards and they showed the guys showing up and they got Jimmy G in his nice fitted suit with looking like a supermodel and then they cut to Colt McCoy who uh, um, who looks like he just got off the plane coming back from uh, from Costa Rica with a third degree sunburn. <laughs> it was uh, like they showed one and it's like this majestic man and then here's this dad that come off uh, with his like burnt ass face. It was so funny. Poor Cole yeah. McCoy. Like, I, just yeah, I didn't see it. That's fun. That's so, cool. so funny. It That's funny. It's on Twitter. It's hilarious. I was dying. But yeah, hey, no. Hey, McCoy, <laughs> we, we need you. Where where you at? Uh, Boston. Yeah, he's got like a... I'm in the Bahamas. <laughs> a full full button-up shirt, like short-sleeve shirt on, and then that's all. Like, you can see his shirt and then his bright red face. Where, that's where In the same feed, same camera was, uh, was Jimmy G looking like a GQ model. It was hilarious. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, so that will wrap up the injury report. Hopefully next week we don't have near as many people on it. Um, and let's get into a little bit of the Thursday night preview for everybody watching football tomorrow while they're eating some turkey. Thursday night preview. So the first game that we're going to get at 1230 Eastern going to be the Bills and the Lions. Fantasy relevant players in this for the Bills, Josh Allen. Singletary has become a, a, a decent flex play. Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox. Any any others? Uh, maybe McKenzie. And then for the Lions, you've got maybe Jared Goff. If you're, you know, if you're desperate at quarterback or if you've kind of been hit with injuries or you drafted Russell Wilson. Uh, and then Amon Ross St. Brown, you're definitely starting Jamal Williams for the, the touchdown upside. DeAndre Swift. And I think that's about it. Do you guys, what do you guys think of the players in this? Are you, is there anybody you're not starting? And is there anybody I missed? Ben? Uh, no, I like all those guys. Um, I really like this game. I think it's going to be a fun, fun one. Um, but is it not debut week for James Williams? He's not expected to play. He's been activated, but all the reports say the team is not planning to play him or dress him. Yeah. Like what a, what a debut that'd be like the afternoon game on Thanksgiving. Like that'd be awesome. Um, I was really hoping he'd be back. Um, if not this week, next week could be wonderful. Uh, next week, I think we're going to see him because he yeah, they did yeah. activate him. He's got the twenty one day window. He, yeah. He's actually seeing projections in Sleeper. I know. Uh, I keep seeing it. I'm like, ooh, excited. <laughs> but uh, no, there's nobody I'd really worry about sitting. I mean, we're really far away from QB three Jared Goff from the beginning of the season, but I think they're going to have to throw the ball a lot to tr- even keep up in this game. Do so you I really have- like. 
you don't have concerns with uh, Amon Ra against the uh, secondary for Buffalo? Not really. What question? What concerns for Swift? There are season-long concerns for Swift. Um, it doesn't seem like they, like either he's really banged up, or and they're still working him back in, or protecting him for next year and making sure he doesn't get a major injury, or something's going on and that coaching staff doesn't like him because when they work him, he is electric. He's very good. Just they don't seem to be doing that. So he's been he's been hurt since he's been back from yeah. injury. Uh, the first game back against Miami. He had 55% of the snap share, but they've backed off on his, you know, his time on the field. He's getting some passing down work, but Jamal Williams is getting all of the touchdown looks. Like, if they get he's getting all the rush the work zone, too. Yeah, so yeah. I think they're taking it easy on on Swift to let him fully recover from the the shoulder injury and then the ankle injury. So. I was I was I was listening to someone talk about it. I didn't, maybe you guys have heard this. I'd love to hear your 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 quick thoughts on this. Um, Colin Coward's podcast, the volume, his his normal like host was doing a little bit on this, and uh, I guess he did some deep dives and on the sidelines. It seemed like there was uh, he's got some insiders. Apparently, there was the coaches. This is all rumor. I don't have like direct access to this, but from what I've been hearing, is the coaches are telling Swift, "You're going for the home run. Um, play too much. Just hit the hole where you need to. Just get the yards." And then he consistently doesn't listen and kind of goes Saquon and just whether he, you know, gains one or two or loses it, he just goes for the home run play. This is in practice. This apparently something like this happened in the game where you see a sideline conversation. Swift goes in, doesn't pick up almost anything. When you run the replay back, it, it does look like he was looking to slip all the tackles and make it happen. And immediately, immediately benched, doesn't get the whole series coach has that look in his eye like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, what did we just talk about? So there's some rumors that there's some coaching friction on Swift is just not playing as the player they want him to, and that's why the usage may stay down. What, what do you guys think? Is there merit to that, or do you think they'll, they'll, they'll mend it? It'll just be a, a, a flash in the pan thing. There's a there's a bit, because on uh, – and i actually seen something not about Colin, Cow- uh, Colin Coward's podcast or uh, about this season, but – if you watched Hard Knocks, it doesn't look like Deuce Staley really likes Swift very much. And that could be one of the reasons. Like, he doesn't listen. He doesn't play within the system that they're designing for him. And Jamal Williams is team player all the way, so he does. Like, really, you're probably nailing it where they, they're they going with the guy that's following the game plan and they're using the other guy where, where they feel like they can get a benefit out of him um, versus running him out there and letting him try to make it up on the fly yeah if deuce is bought into the the biting kneecaps off culture of dan campbell over there i don't think um i don't think swift is uh is that type of guy but but we'll see no i don't think so either um i think he's a guy they probably look to move with when, when you get into the off season. agree with you ben on the uh this could be a fun game though I do think this oh, I mean, yeah. points for that one. could get absolutely put up. And keep in mind, Bill's defense is fantastic, but they have looked a little vulnerable and a little porous. They've been suspect, and, and I do believe they lost one of their corners a couple of weeks ago. They um, lost, uh, yeah. Their top corner's been out for most of the season, I believe, but the yeah. rookie's been playing pretty good. He has. But the Lions usually play pretty decent on Thanksgiving. Usually get a good game for the early game. So I do think it's exciting. For myself, I think Swift is a bench until further notice, unless you absolutely need a flex play. 
because you're hurt by injuries or you're suffering. You know, this week you're not going to be hurt by bye weeks. So I, I need to see more if they're not going to keep him involved in the offense. And you absolutely have to have a touchdown every week. And the less he's going to be involved, the less chances there's going to be for that. So on the Bills side, I'm I'm fine with starting everybody. So we'll jump to this middle game. The uh, 4.30 game is going to be the Giants and the Cowboys. Giants side, you've got Danny Dimes, Saquon, and Darius Slayton. And then uh, on the Cowboys side, you've got Dak, you've got Zeke, you've got Pollard, you've got CeeDee Lamb, and Dalton Schultz. I don't think you're considering starting Gallup or any of the other wide receivers on that offense. But, um, Kendall, what are your thoughts on the Dallas side and the running back situation there? Are you concerned with either of them? Are you – are you fine with starting both? Uh, um, I'm fine starting both. I'll be honest. I I sat Zeke in an important league last week, just not buying it, and that that burned me. That burned me something good. Should should, should have trusted that when when Jerry likes something, he will absolutely never. Call. I'm pretty sure Jerry Jones has been eating the same bowl of cereal for the last 20 years. I mean, I just think that's how he is. Um, I think you start them both, right? This is my like almost upset of the week, though. I think this is like a trap game. It's the Cowboys are off this crazy emotional. We just stomped the Vikings, the Giants, RIP Wandale. They're, you know, I, I think this game is going to be closer than you think. I think the Giants D plays pretty good. And the Cowboys offense is, is a, is a, a little bit, a little bit full of themselves. Um, I think this will be a really good test. I think w- watching this game, I want to see now that Zeke's really back from the injury. Is it still 50 50 like this? I'm going to learn so much from this game predicting it. Uh, I think I mean, the the only path to the Giants winning the game is Saquon has to just have like a 40 point game. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I think that this could be fun. Saquon could run 260 yarders and this could be a really fun game uh, or the Cowboys could get up and they're playing bench players by the third quarter. Um, I'm not really sure, though. What do you guys think? Ben? Uh, I'm not really sure with the way this game goes. Um, the Giants' dilapidated, injured offense could definitely keep their defense on the field more than it needs to be. And if the Cowboys get rolling, like we seen last week, it's lights out. Um, as far as the running backs go, probably you could start both. I'm still, I'd rather personally in fantasy football start Pollard over Zeke if you have to. Like if you got the choice between the two. He's the home run hitter right now. The guy busting off the long plays um, and putting up the big points. Um, I think the Cowboys run away with this game because I think the Giants offense is just too banged up to keep up and they get knocked off the field a lot. Um, Probably sitting Danny Dimes this week if, uh, if you have an option. Yeah, so that's a very popular in all the ESPN, NFL.com. Uh, Danny Dimes is like the number one uh, sit candidate this week. I think he's got sneaky rushing upside, though. I, l- I like what he's been doing on the ground lately, and I think that gives him just safe enough floor to mean like you don't have to pivot. It's just if you can, so, great. I think you have, he has to get in the end zone with one of those carries because yeah. he doesn't run enough. He he get, he busts off a couple big runs, but it's it's the one where like he gets into the end zone. Those are the like the ones that turn his tide for a big week in fantasy football. But uh, I just don't see them getting down that far 
because they're going to be stacking the box big time on Saquon and limiting him. I just don't see them. I see a lot of three and outs um, or half, like getting it, getting the midfield and punting. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't know. I'll tell you what, if this game is close, this will officially tell me that like coaching is more important in the NFL than any other professional sport. If, if Dable just straight up out coaches a significantly better team with a significantly worse coach, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to come up with some sort of metric where I I, I, I judge a, a player's projection multiplied by uh by a coaching modifier. I think that's gonna be an interesting thing to watch. If this game's close, uh, Day Bowl is for real, and I think it'll be an exercise in like, what's the play calling look like for the Giants? I'm like legitimately curious from how good is that offense going forward next year? Is can Day Bowl pull some magic? Is he can he make that happen? That's it's gonna be an interesting game to watch from the decision making standpoint. Yeah, um, it's definitely going to – this should be, I think, one of the better games of the week. Um, the spread right now, Dallas is favored by nine and a half. Uh, I definitely think the Giants cover that. I think it's probably a very close game. I think it's probably going to be – I think Dallas is still going to win this game just because of the lack of weapons with the Giants. I do agree with you guys on Danny Dimes being a – sit unless you absolutely have to start him uh, there might be a little bit of upside with his legs but uh, i'm i'm leaning with the cowboys on this one i just think that the the defense is a little bit better and i think they have more offensive weapons but it's a division game so they should play each other tough and it should be a good afternoon uh game of football to watch while you're uh eating or resting for the, the next helping and the last game we'll have tomorrow at 8.20 Eastern is going to be the New England Patriots and Minnesota Vikings. Um, Patriots, fantasy-relevant players, Ramondre Stevenson, maybe Jacoby Myers. And for Minnesota, you got Jefferson Cook, um, Hawkinson. Maybe Thielen. May, and maybe Thielen. But – this is a primetime game. We all know how Kirk Cousins plays in primetime. I'm concerned, especially after seeing last week and what happened to Justin Jefferson in that game. I do think it's a better game for the Vikings. But what are you guys' thoughts on the fantasy players in this game? Are you Obviously, Jefferson and Cook are must-starts regardless, but are you concerned at all with those guys, Ben? I'm not concerned with the Vikings players, really. I mean, they're going to get theirs. Kirk might pull some weird shit and throw some picks or fumble the ball or make some strange decisions that cost them the game at some point. But I still think the big dogs on that team do what they're supposed to do. They still get their yards. They still get their catches. They might not get their touchdowns and have you like a 30-point week or something like that, but you're going to get your 15 to 20 out of Jefferson. you probably get your 10 to... 10 to 16 out of cook, something like that. Um, Hawk, I'd be a little more skeptical starting just cause again, new and then good defense and then weird time, primetime game. Um, sit cousins can't play him. Honestly, just even reading this matchup on the screen is putting me to sleep. It's going to be a boring game. I hate to agree with you. Uh, on oh, on a holiday, it's, it's it's turkey time. Go to bed. Yeah, 
Yeah. Vegas thinks this is going to be the most boring game of the week. Over under 42.5. They're not, they're not seeing much here. So, I mean, well, Pat's offense doesn't light anybody up and the Vikings seem to just keep pace with whoever they're playing. So they went off against the bills because the bills went off against them. The pa- Patriots aren't going off against anybody. So it's going to be slow. I think you're going to see a lot of, a lot of like five, six play drives that st- sputter out punts, probably some turnovers. I don't know. I think it's going to be ugly unless there's some kind of electric play by a defense that makes a score or a kick return. Like it's going to be pretty, pretty boring. I wouldn't be shocked if the uh, top scoring fantasy players are the Patriots defense and a kicker. Wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> that That wouldn't surprise me at all. So that is going to wrap up the show. Um, Kendall, it's been a pleasure to have you on. We really appreciate the insight you brought. And even though you're a Bears fan, we won't hold that against you. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I wish you I wish your team luck next year. Hopefully they can fix the offensive line woes because we need more exciting football. Um, how can the uh, listeners get in touch with you if they want to talk some football? Sure, sure. I know we were talking earlier. You're not really into social media that much. No, no, uh, not yet. Maybe, maybe by the time I come back on, I'll be uh, I'll, I'll be fully up on the social media. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll resurrect it. I haven't been back on social media in like ten years. We'll get there. Right now, uh, hit me up on Sleeper. Uh, I, I I sleep, eat, and breathe fantasy. Uh, Sleeper Santos sixteen ninety one, or, or or hit these guys up and they'll they'll direct you to me. And uh, let's let's play some fantasy football. Perfect. Sounds great. Uh, Ben, parting words. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us tonight. It's been a lot of fun. Um, If you're looking for me on Twitter, if you decide to join it before Elon shuts it down, uh, at DaydreamingFF um, on Sleeper. It's uh, Rockstar12, two Ks, two Rs in there. Um, Really looking forward to tomorrow. Very excited for uh, daytime football at my desk and doing very little work. Good luck, everybody, this week. And uh, remember to prepare for week 14 with all those buys. Uh, Squeak into the playoffs if you have to. Get the quarterback to replace those guys that are not playing that week. And uh, have a good season. Yeah, like Ben said, make sure you guys are checking waivers, planning ahead for the next couple of weeks. These these are the three weeks you really need to make some wins to jump into playoffs, secure that first-round buy. Um, Good luck to everybody in the Scott Fishbowl playoffs. I'll give it a good shot next year. Uh, you can get a hold of me on Sleeper. My handle's at Solinator. Um, you can send us an email to the show, bddfantasyfootball at gmail.com. You can visit our website, daydreamingdegenerates.com. Uh, our Facebook page is the Daydreaming Degenerates Fantasy Football Podcast. We also have a Patreon if you want to help support the show. Uh, you can also reach out to me on Twitter, like Ben said before, Elon shuts it down, uh, at the FF Degenerate. Good luck this week. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Enjoy the three games we have tomorrow. And don't forget to get those players into your regular spots in your lineup. And enjoy football on Sunday. Thanks for listening. Good luck and good night. Good night.